season of my life what I felt like he said to me to do was I, this is funny to me because he said I want you to act like you've never heard of it I want you to act like you don't know anything about it and I realized that's because I didn't <laughs> he just didn't say you don't know anything about it but I he was nice you know he was Tom Jane would have said you don't know anything about it But I didn't. I was raised in church all my life. And I didn't know enough about prayer to, you know, basically just when you're in trouble, you cry out to God. God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. That is the great Dr. Doug Sheets, a, a prophetic voice out of our time, one that reads the, what I would call the tea leaves of the cult of the culture and, um, and helps interpret and, and preach out a gospel that that affects that type of culture. And uh, Doug Sheets, I, I, I encourage you, if you don't know who he is, to look him up. Uh, you can find much of his material. He wrote a wonderful book on prayer, on intercession, the types of prayer. And so uh, with that in mind, I, I love the intro because many people, and I've dealt with many, many Christians that don't know how to pray, don't know, don't have, don't know how, to, don't have a system of prayer. Um, and, and, that's, and that's important because that's something that Jesus gives us. Jesus gives us a system of prayer if you pay attention to it and not get caught up in the religious ideologies of how a church believes. And that's important. That's, that, 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 that's a key thing that, you know, a church can believe something, but it cannot be totally, totally effective in your personal life as a corporate as a corporate. Uh, belief system but there's some things going on in my life that you know what I need to I need to chisel out or I need to I need to formulate things that work in my life such as how we pray in church and how we pray at home okay th those are two two different two different ball games there's corporate prayer and I'm going to teach a little bit on corporate prayer. I think this this is helpful for everybody. You do this on a personal level, but you do this on a corporate level. This is this is prayer. This is this is um, the idea that we think we know what we really don't know, and prayer is probably the most undertaught uh, aspect of the church. It's the most unused tool in the church. Is prayer. Prayer. There was a there's a joke that we used to that we used to kick around as as in church leadership that um, that you know 
in many, many board meetings. Um, you know, a church was very in debt and in trouble. And so the, um, the board members were kicking around ideas and, um, and, uh, they they read, they've exhausted all their areas, and one member says, "I think we should pray." And then another member said, "Well, has it really got down to that?" You know, <laughs> in other words, you know, prayer is the last thing that we think about. Prayer is the the last thing on our mind when it should be the first thing on our mind. It should be it's it's a custom taught by Jesus. Jesus would constantly go away and pray. The disciples would constantly go away and pray. Uh, Peter and John had a custom of prayer. You find this in you find this uh, as a common thread throughout the Bible, throughout great men of God. The time that they go and pray, Daniel had had times of prayer. But what I want to talk to you today about prayer is, is that number one, it's it's an academic. In other words, you got to learn to pray. You got to learn. You got to learn scripture. You got to learn the Word of God. You got to learn. You got to learn and know about God because that's how you pray with knowledge. Okay, knowledge. The more you know about God, the more you know the scripture, the more you know the text, the no, the more you know about the context of that that scripture that you're using. It draws you and endears you closer to prayer. You know, Psalms 23, you know, it, that, that scripture, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Very, very familiar. Everybody knows it, but they know it as funerals. But that's not a, that's not a scripture for, the, for those that are dead. That's a scripture for those that are alive. Okay? That's a promise of, to those that are alive. That's an that's a om, omnipresent scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right, but they they constantly put it in a funeral setting when it it really it really has no context there. It has no context there. It it, it it's for the living. It's for yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. You know, you're walking through. It's the idea of never being alone. It's about being guided through tough times. It's about and but read the, the final part of it. You know, read the final part of it. It's, it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing how we'll, we, we'll pray things and, and not know what we're praying about. Again, it's knowledge. It's the knowledge of God. You know, uh, Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of, who shall, who, of whom shall I be afraid of? So we, we, we use scripture, word, to, to give us knowledge of who we're praying to. And so prayer is not just whims from your heart. Or like Doug Sheets says, whenever you get in prayer, in trouble, you pray. Whenever you have a calamity, you pray. Well, you know that that's that's the mindset of many many Christians. But that's not that's that should not be the posture of what I would call the serious Christian, the Christian that 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 knows that they need communion with God every day. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That He gives us our daily bread. He's the one that we we um, sustains us. He's the one that guides us, leads us. It's it's in Him whom we follow every single day. And so this 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 aspect of prayer that I'm talking to you about is 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 academic in the sense that you got to be taught to pray. Taught to see once you get taught to pray. And, and again, in training athletes, in training in training people, and 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 working with with talent, once you teach them something. They have to rebel against it, put it away, not use it. Or 
They can never say they were not taught. They didn't know how to do it. They just did not have the will to do it. They just didn't have the, the, the fortitude and the inner strength and the discipline. Because, see, in prayer, in teaching somebody to pray, it's, it, it's discipline, okay? It's a, it's a discipline. Knowledge is a discipline. You go to school, you, they ask you, what was your discipline? Social science, you know, psychology, you, you go down all the list of disciplines. Prayer is a discipline. It's a discipline. And it takes discipline to pray. But there's three D's that I want to give to you first. Number one is desire. Number one, you have to have a desire to pray. Once you have a desire to pray, then you put the discipline in it to sustain the desire that discipline in it to sustain the desire. And then finally, you have that discipline and that desire, they turn into a delight, to delight yourself in the Lord, to delight yourself in prayer, to delight yourself. That means to make yourself ready constantly. You can't wait to get into prayer. You can't wait to go away with God and just supplicate with Him and just just really Really have intimate time in prayer, in your spirit, in your mind, in your body. They get raptured into a moment of prayer, a time of prayer with God when you know you have not only connected with God, you not only have fellowship with Him in that moment, but you have communication with Him. He speaks and you listen you speak and he listens and answers you. This is the dynamic of prayer. Teach me to pray. It's academic. Again, I've been through so many church uh, prayer meetings and, and you know most church corporate meetings, meaning when the church calls for Wednesday night we're going to have prayer. You have everybody, you have everybody walking in different corners. You don't even know what they're praying. You, they could be praying things that are against what you're really believing God for. You don't know that because there's no corporate prayer. There's no organized prayer. There's no system of prayer. There's no, there's, there's no, um, there's no uh, knowledge about how we're going to accomplish our task. There's no roadmap. And so when I'm talking about teaching us to pray, what I'm talking about is teaching us a system to pray. That's what Jesus did with his disciples. I'm God. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we have, to, we have to come to a place to where we give up. If you don't have a burning desire to pray, it's because you don't know how to pray. Because once you know how to pray, once you, you've hit that realm of knowledge, desire, discipline, and delight, guess what happens? You turn into a dynamo of prayer. That That is the first thing you go. There's where you find your peace. There's where you find your joy. There's, for, there's where when everything falls apart, there's where you come together. That's in prayer. It's meditation. It's in the meditating of your heart. It's in the focusing of your mind. It's in the knowledge of who God is in you and who you are in Christ and in God. But teach me to pray. So again, point number one is, you know, you need to learn how to pray. That's That makes it an academic endeavor. That means that you got to know your word. You have to read and study God's word. Not just listen to a bunch of sermons. 
But you have to literally know scripture. You have to know God's word. You have to take time to read the Bible and ask important questions and be critical in your reading. God, what do you mean by that? Holy Spirit, show me, lead me and guide me. Illuminate my mind, illuminate my heart. Prayer is important. Matthew 26, 40 40 through 41. Listen to what Jesus says, okay? Listen to what Jesus says. Okay, this is the Garden of Gethsemane. Then he came to his disciples and he found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch me one hour? Another? Could you not focus on me for one hour? Could you not focus on me for one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We have to get to the point to where... We understand our flesh does not want to pray. Our flesh does not want. Our flesh wants to. Our flesh wants to flesh out. It wants to. It wants to follow earthly passions. It wants to. It wants to fulfill its lust. It wants to do those things. But there is a. But there is a willingness that has to be in your spirit. That desire. It starts with desire. Then it goes to a discipline. I must discipline my desire. I must protect my desire with the disciplines. The disciplines of prayer. And then it turns into a delight. And this is what Jesus was saying. Could you not pray with me one hour? This is where this concept comes 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 out. There was a great preacher by the name of Dr. Larry Lee that out, out of Rockwall, Texas, in the early 80s. And he wrote about this and he made this made this concept um, very, very um, what I would call um, uh, famous, <laughs> or he became famous because of because of his discovery of prayer, and he t- was teaching the church how to pray. And so it, it was a great blueprint. Could you not tell you one hour? What happens when you pray an hour? You know what happens? What do you change when you pray an hour? Does your mind change when you pray an hour? Do you go to another dimension when you pray an hour? Do you start overcoming your flesh after an hour of work? The prayer. Something happens when you pray an hour. Well, Jesus could have said, could you not pray for me a minute? Can you not pray with, could you, could you not watch me for, for 20 minutes? But he used that technical word, an hour, an increment, a portion, a major portion. Everything in our society, you know, how many hours did you work? How long did it take? Well, it took me an hour. Well, we all know that if it takes an hour, that means it's going to take a little time. And he says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Be aware and pray. Have knowledge about what you're praying about, but pray about it. Lest you enter into temptation. That means that that, that, that idea of going into, into um, the tempter's uh, scepter is, it, or being led by the tempter's scepter is the fact that if you don't watch, if you don't pray, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to believe the wrong things. You're, gonna, you're going to enter into areas of life that you have no insight on. And, and God wants you to have insight into every area of your life. The whys. You should know the whys things are happening. So prayer, prayer, communication with God. But the hour, could you not pray one hour? Could you not pray one hour? And so when when you and I, we start looking at prayer, we start looking at, at taking time, setting time aside. Peter and John had 
had an accustomed to go pray every hour and every every at a certain hour of the day. Then the miracles happen. Now, again, that's discipline. The discipline to do something daily. The, the law of routine. They had a routine, you know, in the book of Acts. It was their hour to go pray. So they went at that hour. Daniel prayed three, three times a day. Okay. Again, these are, these are disciplines. Okay. But disciplines produces delight. Disciplines produce delight. Just like hard work produces fruit. Working hard at something produces fruit. There's nothing new, but it, it, you have to bring this and apply this into your prayer life. It's not fun at, at the beginning. Nobody likes to start a diet. Nobody likes to, nobody likes to cut off what they want to do. But if they have a desire to become better in their health, guess what they have to do? They have to, they have to, Again, it starts with a desire, but it has to get into a discipline. It has to you have to have a divine no in your life. You have to you have to know what to say yes to, and you have to know how to block out. Why? Because that will allow you that will allow your disciplines of your nose to produce a delight. The things that the dire results you want. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? All that is by your divine yes. If you want to be successful, there's certain things you can't do. It takes discipline to say no. When the crowd wants to go one way, you go another. It takes discipline to say no. You have to have a delight in, in your destination. I want to get there. I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go do that. I'm not going to involve myself in this. That, that, that has nothing to do with where I'm going in my life. So Jesus tells his disciples, could you not pray one hour? So that one hour of prayer, and I know that's mind-boggling for some of you. I don't know if I could pray an hour. I never prayed. An hour. I know I've prayed with many, many leaders that haven't been able to pray an hour. I hear them talk. I know they don't pray. I hear them open up their services, and I know they don't pray. I know they don't pray. They don't have a they don't have a prayer language. They talk to God as if he he's informal to them. And I'm not talking about talking talk praying to God as if he's he's my we're best buddies with no respect. But there's a language that comes from those that pray. They're not looking for words. Every word is not Father God, Father God. And oh Lord, oh Lord. Those are filler prayers. That when you don't know what to say, you just say, Father God. You've heard, you all heard prayers like that. And Lord, we come to you to bless your name. Oh, Father God. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no flow to their language. It's just like everything is, is Father God, Father God, Father God. It's like they don't pray. They don't pray. They don't have intimacy with God. They have formal, they have formal public praying, but no language of private, intimate talk with God. That, that, that flows out of everything. You know when you've been around people that know how to pray. My mother knew how to pray. My mother knew how to pray. That woman could pray up a storm for hours. She could pray. So again, teach me to pray. That's important to be taught. 
to understand that you need to be taught how to pray. Ephesians 6.18 says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. Proskinumai, pray. Pros means to get in front of or it to be on the front end of who you are. Skinomai means to be earnest, to make it to make it an honest prayer, to to expose your heart in prayer. So you should you so so what's in your heart should be on the forefront of your life. That's what prayer does. You come in, you just burn it out to God. Prayer. Proskinomai. Pros means to be up front, ahead. Skinomai means to to earnestly ask and, and to seek and to and to pursue. I love I love that all with praying with all prayer. What's what's on the forefront of your heart you should be praying about. What you see with your eyes you should be praying about. Everything should be should be prayer. Seeking the guidance of God, seeking the will of God. He says this praying always with all prayer and supplications. Desis. Desis. Supplication. It means to want. The, 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 the art of seeking after because they have what you need. So I'm going to supplicate them. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to entreat them. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to invite them in and I'm going to, I, I'm going to cater to them. That, that's going to be important. As we go forward in this, as we begin to go through prayer, supplication, supplication is just not asking, it's entreating. It's, it's when, it's when you engage with God regarding a topic or subject. Prayer with all manners of prayer. What's on your heart? What's in front of your heart? What's at the forefront of your life? Are you praying about it? Are you bringing it up to him? Are you saying something? Or are you dying silently? So when we start looking at prayer, we, we got to start looking that we got to learn how to pray. Jesus says, God, you, Jesus tells his disciples, could you not watch me for one hour? Could you not stay awake with me for one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter temptation. See, a prayerless life is a life that is full of temptation. A prayerless life is a life full of temptation. Un, an unpowered Christian walk is at the end of a prayerless Christian. Now, when I look at when I look at and again, I I talk about prayer, and, and I haven't given you nuts and bolts, but we're going to get ready to get into this nut and bolts of this. The book of Luke, the disciples around Jesus, okay, around Jesus, they they notice something, okay? They notice something. They notice the miracles of Jesus. They notice the patterns of Christ. They noticed certain other individuals like John the Baptist and the results they were having in ministry. And... They found something and had the courage to say something to Jesus. And then you'll find that in Luke 11, 1 through 4. 
And he says this, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. In other words, wait a minute, man. John, watch this. Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So here again, you have Jesus praying. They, they, they were observing him praying. And yet, they didn't know how to pray. See, you could be around people of prayer, but not know how to pray yourself. You need to be taught how to pray. There's a lot of things going on in our society. There's a lot of things going on in our hearts. But the thing is, have we prayed about it? Do we know how to pray? Do we want to pray? Can I, can I in just this little podcast, it's going to end in a couple minutes here. Can I just inspire you today to say, do I have a desire to pray? Let's start right there. Do I have a desire to pray? Desire. Then once I get a desire to pray, do I get, can I get into the discipline of prayer? In other words, I'm going to have to discipline myself. See, listen, discipline is imposed. Nobody asks for discipline. Discipline always comes down. It never comes up. So when you when you start saying that that I have a desire to pray, your next step is to get disciplined in prayer. How do I get disciplined? How do I set the parameters on my time of prayer? What I'm going to pray? Who am I going to pray for? What knowledge do I have about that topic or that issue that I'm dealing with right now that I can supplicate and entreat God with and about? What disciplines, what divine knows do I have to do I have to put in place in order to let my schedule know that I'm going to pray because I have a desire to become all God wants me to be, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. It starts with the desire to pray. Then it's going to get into a discipline to pray. Once I'm disciplined to pray, then the delight of prayer. I can't wait to get there. I cannot wait to be with my master. I can't wait to be with the Lord. I can't wait to be in the ways of God. I can't wait to study my scriptures. I can't wait to pray. I can't wait to worship. I can't wait. Why? Because I'm now in a delight. That's why Proverbs says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. There has to come to that place to where we delight. We, we we delight to be with him. It's, it's our every endeavor to be with him. We can't wait to be with him. And so when we decide that we want to pray, hey, everybody can start there with a desire. But now the next step is the hard step, which is the discipline. Teach us to pray. How do, how do I get this done, God? It's discipline. The disciples. Discipline. The Mateos, the learners. The ones that are going to put themselves under the learning of Christ. The ones that are going to be taught on how to pray. See, listen, if you think you can, you just because you, you say you mumble some things or you have some needs in your life or you, you believe God is good and therefore you pray because you believe God is good, you're missing, you're missing the boat. 
You must learn how to pray. You must know the scripture. You must know the God of the scriptures. That's who you're praying to. You're praying to him. You're praying to the Father in the name of Jesus. We'll get into technical things like that as we move through this lessons of prayer. But see, in this podcast, I just want to begin to wet your wet your your interest in prayer. That you know what? You need to be taught to pray. The disciples needed to be taught to pray. They saw Jesus pray and said, Teach us to pray, just like John the Baptist taught his disciples. So John the Baptist had disciples that prayed. Because it was an it was something that was important to the spiritual development and the life of a Christian was prayer. John the Baptist discipled his his and taught his disciples to pray. The disciples of Jesus weren't there yet. And guess what? They noticed that John the Baptist's disciples could pray. They noticed that they that they there was a different dimension in their lives that they did not have. So they looked at Jesus praying and says, teach us how to do what you do because John the Baptist's disciples know how to do what John the Baptist does. Teach us to pray. And so today I'm going to leave you right here because tomorrow we'll get into we'll get into the levels of prayer and and the prayer system that Jesus taught. But see, if you don't understand that that I need to be taught to pray. If you can't have any focus, it's that's discipline. That's mental discipline. It's not the desire that you don't want to pray. It's that you don't know how to pray. You don't know how to stay in prayer. You don't know how to stay in the mode of prayer. You don't know how to get away from distractions and calm your mind and focus and think on one thing. This one thing I do. See, getting yourself to one thing. See, this this idea that that, that prayer is just... A, a religious thing in the Bible or every, you know, Jesus, thank you for this food. Amen. And you pray. No, you said something. You didn't pray. You didn't pray. Prayer's a different, la- different level. Teach us. Teach us to pray, Lord. Teach me to pray. Teach me to pray one hour. And that's what I'm going to do in this next, in these next uh, series of podcasts on prayer. I'm going to teach you to pray one hour. We're going to go step by step on praying one hour. We're going to go through the the desire of prayer. It starts with desire. You got to want to pray. You got to want to seek God. You, you got to want to see change. And then once you desire, get the desire down, you got to discipline that desire. That means that you got to get into God's word. You got to get into the teachings of the scriptures. You cannot be an outside on the, on the, on the, on the, um, on the, on the surface or on the curb Christian. You got to get involved. You got to get involved with holiness and righteousness, your conduct, what you make time for, what you make room for, the disciplines. And you'll see that once you get the disciplines down, once you start getting your life disciplined in the things of God, once you start getting disciplined in your prayer time by setting your time, by setting your space, by by making appointments with God and meeting your appointments, you'll begin to find out that it'll be a delight you can't wait to get there. You will know. You will know. You'll hit a stride in the spirit you've never hit before. But again, we're going to learn to pray one hour in this series of prayer. Well, again, God bless you. Uh, thank you for all your prayers that uh, and uh, um, and 
things that you guys sent me via email and text messages um, on the loss of my brother. I've been very difficult in certain senses, but very comforting knowing in whom we serve, in whom we believe. And I know I'll see my brother in the resurrection. And uh, again, this is Elias Flores um, here on Prophetic Whispers. And remember, desire, discipline, and delight, they come in that order. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Prophetic Whispers. Bye-bye.